0: Hey, cut it out. These are mates. What would your parents say?
1: Hey, we're recording the podcast.
0: Shut up. Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is morning somewhere for January 3rd, 2024. It is Wednesday, my dudes. I am Bernie Burns, sitting right across from me. New addition to the podcast staff, Steamboat Willie. <laughs> How you doing there, Ashley?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's Wednesday. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, I thought this morning I could just hit you with a couple headlines um, so that you never want to go outside again. I got headlines, too. You got headlines, too? All right. You're not
0: the only one in this family who can read, young lady. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got for me? All
1: right. I'm going to just, I'm going to just, these are going to come at you quick, and I just want your reactions, okay?
0: Oh, boy. Go.
1: <laughs> okay. Intruder breaks into the building of Colorado Supreme Court, allegedly fires shots, and is arrested.
0: Oh oh that's terrible. Okay. The
1: value of X has fallen seventy one percent since the purchase by Musk and name change from Twitter.
0: I have thoughts about that.
1: Kaijuang, a Chinese teen, has been found alive in the US after a cyber kidnapping.
0: What is okay, cyber kidnapping. Wow, okay.
1: Japan Airlines plane is in flames at Tokyo Airport. Was now no longer.
0: It's two of them. They started the investigation today.
1: Uh North Carolina pastor arrested after police say he tried to push wife's co-workers. is into going McDonald's on in the world? Fryer. Uh Lee Wait, did you say you pushed him into a deep fryer? uh, Tried to push his wife's co-worker into a McDonald's deep fryer.
0: That's some (laughs) Sopranos-looking stuff right there.
1: Uh, Lee Jae-myung, South Korea opposition leader, stabbed in Busan. In the neck, by the way. That's an extra detail. But just a little bit. He's okay now. Stabbed
0: in the neck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They uh, they got the jugular. Anyone else holding their neck? I
0: instinctively put my hand in my neck. I'm wondering how many other people did that as well.
1: Uh, Ex-Playboy Bunny, who planned husband's murder, released from prison.
0: I can fix her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tire shop owner shoots landscaper for blowing leaves onto his property in Northwest Miami Dade. Been there, pal. <laughs> Cargo ship with lithium-ion batteries is on fire off the Alaska port.
0: Oh, well, they should have checked their bag.
1: Uh, as many No, wait, as that's a carry-on. <laughs> As many as ten patients dead from nurse injecting tap water instead of fentanyl at an Oregon hospital.
0: That's 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 a triggering for me because I was almost I ha- I had a, a nurse pull a weird thing on me one time.
1: Oh, I'm gonna have to hear about that. Yeah. Google settles five billion dollar privacy lawsuit over tracking people using incognito mode.
0: Yeah, we're not evil. That's that's the- remember that? <laughs> like,
1: no, they they removed that a long time ago, didn't they? From their uh, their creed.
0: Yeah, the Google don't be evil.
1: So that's my headlines. Happy Wednesday. Do you want to go outside?
0: You missed a big headline, I think. What, what did I miss? I got a couple in here. Jack Black was cast as Steve in the Minecraft movie.
1: I I don't know how that well, like I don't know what that movie is now. It's been it's hasn't been through as many iterations as a potential Halo movie, but close. It feels like it's been stopped and started so many times.
0: Yeah, it says here uh film version of the game has been in the works. This is from Variety. Uh this is Rebecca Rubin reporting. Uh, it's unclear uh, what the Minecraft movie will be about or who is writing the screenplay. A film version of the game has been in the works for years with Sean Levy, Rob McElhenney, and Peter Solit all at one point in talks to direct. Currently, the director is Jared Hess. Uh, it's set to imminently begin filming in New Zealand. Jared Hess is uh, of Napoleon Dynamite fame. Interesting. I, I, I did want to mention this because we do seem to be moving into the era of video game movies and and series as well, which has been coming for
1: a long incredibly time. incredibly
0: long time. I wanted to mention this, though, because uh, that might be enough information for you to know that Jack Black has been cast in Minecraft. Casting stuff's always weird because it also then reveals stuff about the movie, but people can't not make the announcements, you know? Occasionally yeah. you get, like, a Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2. Spoiler. You know? Um, but they have to hide that stuff. Like, I didn't even know. I think it's okay to talk about Deadpool 2 at this point. I Nobody knew that Juggernaut was going to be in the movie. Uh, and I think that a reason they were able to hide that so well is that I didn't know until a long time later that Juggernaut is voiced by Ryan Reynolds.
1: So that, they didn't have to pull in a new actor who then of course has to have the announcements and everything.
0: Right. And explain what they're doing because they have to do the announcement. The reason why I mentioned the Jack Black thing is you're not going to be able to avoid the headline, but I would avoid if you're if you're spoilerific, spoiler and sensitive. Yeah, spoiler sensitive. Uh, I would, uh, I would not read any of the articles because it does have plot information about Minecraft. But I don't want to say that because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's been waiting for this movie for a long time.
1: I will say this: Jack Black was fantastic in the Mario movie. So whether I don't, I don't know if they're doing, the I don't know if they're doing live action. I don't know if they're doing animated at this point for the Minecraft movie. But Jack Black in Mario was great.
0: I don't see how they, after the success of Mario, I don't know how they could not do. Minecraft as animated. I would think it would have to be. Even
1: if they do it, uh, yeah, I don't know how they do it live action either, but then I'm thinking he was also great in Jumanji, so that was live action and that was sort of a, I don't know, adventure flick, so who knows?
0: Yeah, but it would be, I mean, just think about the casting, is Jack Black as a Minecraft character that makes a lot more sense animated than it does, it does yes. just because Minecraft is very square and Jack Black is very not. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be incredible, I think. The, the the commitment that he had to Bowser in Mario, not just in the movie, but, but in all of the promotional stuff they did oh as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, like
1: all the afterwards and the music performances, and he's great.
0: And that's what you want, man, when, when it's a, a beloved property. You know, you want someone to go all in and he went all in on it all the time. He
1: did. And I th- I feel like it's one of the things that really made the Mario movie shine. It was good anyway. It was. But uh was he good. he took it up a notch.
0: So anyway, uh didn't wanna didn't want to spoil that for anybody.
1: Okay. Well, uh I don't want to bring your Wednesday down too far. Uh so why don't we instead talk about Steam's uh awards? The Steam Awards have been announced. Uh they're as far as I know, they're all player voted. So Some of the ones on here are very, very interesting. No surprise to anyone. uh, Game of the year, Baldur's Gate Three. But this one, I think, I use uh, a lot of these awards as discovery engines in the way that I used to use like the Oscars or the Emmys. It's like I should check that out. Well, that's what they are, Um, because I yeah, because I I no longer have time to be like, yes, I've played all of these and I agree with this or do not agree with this. Uh, Now my time is a bit more limited, so I'm like, oh, I should make sure that I take time to check this out. The VR game of the year, Labyrinthine. I don't I don't know anything about it. Um, this says that it's... um, It's probably Vive, though, if it's on Steam, right? Might be, but it's possible to be multi-platform in VR. Yeah. So we should find out if it's on the Quest, because that's the one that we have here.
0: The, the the two main VR like systems right now, I want to say consoles, but that's not the right word. It's actually kind of like the Vive is the PC version of VR, and the Quest is like the console version of it. When I last used the Vive, you had to have towers, everything, you had to be tethered to a PC... And it was higher fidelity, but the the convenience of using the meta quest system is just, it's incredible. Like you can go into any room, you can like, you know, escape to a place where you've got a decent sized space and just take it out of the case and it's instantly ready to go. There's almost no setup.
1: It's been really impressive. I don't play it a lot, but I put the headset on the other day to play something and it was like, oh, we need to map your room. So I turned in a circle and it did, it mapped the room, it mapped where chairs were so that it could be like no don't don't run into that and then it was done and it was easy
0: you know there was there's some games now they call mixed reality which are like ar where it layers the gaming elements over the real world and those are getting better and better and now it asks permission when you map your physical room and map the furniture in your room it you know does that facebook thing saying hey can we keep this no no (laughs) You know they always they always say hands off it's my to improve room. the system, and they, they it's almost like they put it on and you. You know, I,
1: and I I do get that. Like it, I'm sure that it does because that way they can use the the combined data of all the people to be like this. You know, this worked. Uh, obviously, it didn't map this thing in this room, and we can. You know, it takes. It's the same way that uh, they say a game gets more testing the day of launch than it can get through the entire QA process because. Of the sheer number of people you can throw at it, yeah, just the amount of data.
0: It's the it's the million monkeys. Yeah, you know you can test it all day long with a team of a thousand testers, but the moment you put it in the hands of a million people that are actively trying to break the game to get some kind of advantage, you just can't compete with
1: that. Hopefully, with less poo.
0: And and they'll they'll, they'll stay up for the first seventy two hours in a row doing that, and fun, and and then tell you, you know.
1: how much they don't like it. Um, <laughs> 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 Speaking of which, uh, most um, innovative gameplay award went to Starfield, uh, which has me a little bit confused because I was under the impression that everyone is um, very down on Starfield, but this is a community voted award. So
0: I'm more struck by the category. So what I have played Starfield, what was innovative about the gameplay of Starfield versus other things?
1: I couldn't. Um tell you I have not played it yet.
0: Starfield comes from the studio that made games like Fallout and, and, and Elder Scrolls. And Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Most people call it Skyrim. But thing about Starfield that struck me, it struck me as I was stepping into Fallout four after all of the DLC development. Like I was instantly building bases and things like that and outposts and trying to maintain them. So it, it seemed like a great iteration on their previous work, but maybe I missed out on something and I'll, I'll give it another shot.
1: Um, also potentially contentious labor of love award went to red dead redemption Two. Uh, I guess they are continuing to put content out for that. But uh, most of the people uh, that I saw say they're like, Who, w- how did this happen? Everyone has moved on from this game with their like red dead online is practically dead. So I don't know. Best game on steam deck um, went to Hogwarts legacy uh not a huge surprise it's a good game for that honestly better with friends award went to lethal company outstanding visual style to atomic heart atomic
0: heart we felt like it was a blip it's interesting some of these things that are showing up in here oh this game that i played
1: on it does (laughs) uh, does have a distinct visual style though you have to acknowledge yeah um best game you suck at sifu never heard of it best soundtrack last of us part one okay
0: last of us part one remastered version two (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, out- <2023. laughs> Outstanding Story Rich Game Award to Baldur's Gate 3, and the Sit Back and Relax Award went to Dave the Diver. I have played Dave and the Diver. And that one you played. I know that you played. I saw you playing that one at one point, and you were just, you know, as the award uh, implies, you were just chilling, having a nice time.
0: It was a good time. I've played a few of these games. The only ones uh, I haven't played is Labyrinth. i will give it a shot if it's available on MetaQuest. We well, don't have a okay, live Okay, be here. fair.
1: How long have you played Baldur's Gate?
0: Not long. I think... Uh, I think it, you can't have the gaming awards when you're a major publisher or a distributor. You can't have some of the actual court categories you should have in gaming. Like what was the blood in the water game that everybody just attacked? <laughs> that was Starfield, right, for this year? Was uh, maybe overhyped?
1: Yeah, I feel like Starfield was one of those games where people uh, really uh, were expecting more and then um, not accepting of the game that they got.
0: And then the game we all tried to boycott, which this year would have been Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy. Legacy yeah, yeah, that was that was the the focus of the big boycott of the year. Um, but it still did very very well. Boycotts in video games don't tend to go very well.
1: Not in in general. Uh, gamers uh, are not happy to inconvenience themselves to some degree. Like if there's something they want, then they're not going to let anything get in the way of that.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of movement. You'll see a lot of talk about it, and then when it happens, there's a really famous. Screenshot of you can have communities on Steam, and it was I want to say it was Modern Warfare 2, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. They made a change to it, and if memory serves, it was they wouldn't allow you to have local servers, and uh, everyone uh, was going to boycott the game, and they made a community called Boycott Modern Warfare 2. And on launch day, all the members of Boycott Modern Warfare 2 were all we're playing the all game. all in game. You could see their status, and they were all in game playing the game. It's so <laughs> a very funny screenshot. Well, Not we'll, all of them, but a lot of them. We'll,
1: we'll find that screenshot. We'll put it in the link dump and on uh, Instagram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, congratulations to all of the winners. These are People's Choice Awards, essentially, so these are the ones that matter. Steam is the biggest place to buy video games on the web, you know.
1: As long as they are available on Steam.
0: As long as they're available, that's changed. It was almost in the past you couldn't do anything but Steam. But Epic's actually made a lot of progress in the last year uh, with not only their store, but they've also been chipping away at the app stores uh, that the mobile companies, the iOS companies have.
1: Yeah, they recently, I think, uh, won a lawsuit on that against Google specifically. They had had another one against Apple that... uh, I think failed, but they did have one against Google that, uh, that they won specifically because, uh, the, they said that Google, uh, took action to basically penalize, uh, other stores or other ways of buying things, um, in favor of their own platform.
0: Yeah. There was a decision made in the case of, I'm reading right here with Apple and Epic where, it was considered to be a split decision, but really what it was was Epic was trying to chip away at Apple's 30% revenue rate that they get. It's crazy to think those app stores that they can pull 30% of revenue, not just from the sale of the app, but from sales within the app once they're purchased from there. It's yeah, crazy. If
1: you're buying digital goods, so if you buy uh, in-game currency or whatever, 30% of that goes to, um, goes to Apple, Google, goes to the storefront. Actually, though, you know what? Steam also takes 30%. That's the standard. Thirty percent, yeah. Wow, um, but it's, wicked. It's why if you're on uh, like iOS, you can't like you go to the the Kindle app for if you're an ebook reader, you can't buy Kindle eBooks in the app. You have to go to the website, which is exempt for reasons, uh, and buy there, and then it will appear in your Kindle app. But you can't buy eBooks in the Kindle because then Apple would take thirty percent.
0: Uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, which you talked about in your headline roundup, your are apocalyptic, <laughs> whatever that was. Not a, on not a Wednesday,
1: actually. <laughs> not on a Wednesday. That was my uh, audio doom scroll.
0: The, uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> what a way to start your day. Uh, uh, Musk was uh, kind of highlighting that where when he was trying to get everyone to sign up for what was Twitter blue and I think is now called premium. Um, he was talking about how if you do it on the website – it, it felt like such a 2005 conversation because if he was saying like, if you do it on the website, it'll be X percent cheaper than doing it through the uh, apps because of the charges that they have to pay to all the uh, app store companies and the, you know, the iOS companies. And uh, it's the 71% drop in the valuation is a really interesting thing because it was specifically fidelity uh, changed their valuation for their holding that they have in one of their funds for Twitter. It's kind of a hard thing to, Evaluate a private company, uh, and once the stock deal went through where Musk and his investors acquired Twitter, then it became a private company again. So these are the events that, that then determine what the valuation of Twitter is. Of course, you don't know what anything's worth until it's sold, right? Yes. That's the end of the day.
1: It's, it's all pretend money until money changes hands.
0: Right, right. I mean, the, the real deal, I think, more so than the valuation of the company is how much money are they burning at this point? That's the bigger question because if they're not making money, if advertisers are leaving and the subscriber numbers aren't coming up, then they're just – they're burning cash on the go. And we won't know that either until there's some kind of due diligence for a sale or something like that.
1: But um, since uh, – as so we covered Steam's um, thing. In the spirit of another community voting thing, I would like to talk about Triple J. Go which ahead. you've probably never heard of, um, but this is an Australian thing. Uh, came to mind because we we got rated as the number one podcast in Australia. Yeah, okay. thanks Hooray! Australia, Thank you, Australia. We
0: were we were number one for a couple days there. I think we backed down to to number two. It's um, a
1: Very respectable spot to be in, but, um, but it's uh, very it's, grateful for that thing. <laughs> it's January um, in Australia. That means it's a Triple J hottest one hundred time. It's something hottest
0: one hundred.
1: I'd never heard of it before I moved to Australia, but while I was there, it was a really big thing throughout the month of January. Uh, everyone, can I,
0: can I guess what what it is? Yes, they get a hundred guys from <laughs> Bondi Beach who are super hot in like little budgie smugglers. They put them on stage. And then they get an Australian hot lady and they put her up there and then she has to pick. Like they ask her a question like, do you like surfers? And she goes, ar-nar. And then they get rid of 50 of the guys. And is this right? Am I on the right track? No, uh, not what even
1: it? close. It's music.
0: Music. Okay. <laughs> so
1: it's where everyone in the country uh, basically votes on the hottest 100 songs um, of the year. Basically, so now they're all voting on... The, oh, it's
0: exactly what it sounds like. On, okay. the, on
1: the hottest 100 songs that came out in 2023. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun because people vote through January. And then um, usually on Australia Day... Uh, This year, I believe it's um, the countdown is happening on the 27th, but this radio station, uh, Triple J, does the countdown of all 100 songs, and people will put it on while they have their barbecues and do all their Australia Day celebrations because, of course, Australia is in the middle of summer. And so it's like a really nice, like, fun thing that everyone is listening to all the kind of same music and it's all the best songs of the year. It's a really nice time. And uh, voting is open. I don't know if voting is welcomed by international parties, um, but... um, even if you don't vote, it's worth going to the website. We'll put that in the link dump because they have their archives of the previous years. And if you don't know how to discover music, like I don't know how to discover any cool music anymore. Um, that's what the algorithm's for, man. Nah, that's what the hottest 100 is let for, the cl- Let the cloud
0: tell you
1: what to do. <laughs> uh, Trust the cloud, everybody. Trust it is the a cloud. fun way to like find music that you didn't know about that everyone agrees is really, really good.
0: Nah, I just listen to the big pop hits as they get to the top. That's,
1: how,
0: that's it. Basic bitch.
1: <laughs> that's how I find myself going, what's a Doja Cat?
0: <laughs> I, I wonder, though, honestly, how many people now discover music through reels and TikToks and things like that?
1: Oh, loads, I think. Loads and loads. I, there was a TikToker who got a record deal for making a funny face on TikTok, and now she's a big singer on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I don't even, I don't remember her name. Um, I think you introduced me to her. You showed me. Are like, you talking the, about Bella Roach? Yes, okay. I am. Yeah. Um, that You showed me the, the funny face and you were like, and she got a record contract and she did. And now she's all over TikTok soundtracks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She kind of like looped back around and was the source for the thing that made her popular to begin with. Yeah. Who knows how many billions of views that probably is. No, she's cute. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's, that's me. I've, I've gone, I've exhausted my community voting. Um, I think,
0: by the way, I think I called her Bella Roach and her name is Bella Porch. Right? Bella, I yes. need to look it up.
1: I th- I think you're right. I think it's Bella Porch. Oh, Bella Porch. That's your name, yeah. I think.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think in my head, I was a little dyslexic moment. It's porch with an A in it. So I, in my head, I read this roach. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> Sorry everybody. Sorry, old man. <laughs> All right, any, Ashley. Any closing thoughts for the day on your uh, your news roundup today?
1: Um. Uh. We didn't cover, but my condolences to the lady who like was just flashing a camera on. Uh, on Bourbon Street in New Orleans and ended up all over ESPN.
0: Yeah, that was stuff they had to apologize because they were coming back from commercial break and they just showed Bourbon Street and sure enough, they showed some lady flashing the camera. Sorry about that, everybody.
1: Well, that's Bourbon Street.
0: All right, that does it for us Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. We'll be here tomorrow. We hope you will be as well. We'll talk to you then. Bye, everybody.